Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Hello, Keyshawn Johnson and Jay Williams, who's going to be a member of Jodeci any day soon. I'm Freddie Coven for Max Kellerman and Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80, and tune in. We're going to get back into the conversation when it comes to Kevin Durant. Keyshawn believes that the Brooklyn Nets should have told the no to the trade request. Jay Will's like, look, that's all well and good, but if they say no and they can't trade you, you got to be professional. What if they can't trade him? What if the Brooklyn Nets can't do that? We'll get that in a couple of seconds. But stay on the R&B tip. Trotsky in Alabama at 888-729-3776. We had a whole conversation in terms of 112, Jodeci, and Usher. We went full R&B like we were doing Quiet Storm Radio here. And Trotsky in <laughs> Alabama was the win on the conversation. Trotsky, what you got? Hey, what's up? First of all, Keith, Jay, Fred, hey, I love the show, man. Y'all be talking about real-life situations. <laughs> and I got, oh, to, I got to say this. Hey, hey, Jay, it yeah. ain't no fair fight, man, as far as uh, Jodeci against 112. Now, nah, that's, that's a first-round KO. <laughs> but now, if you talk 112, jacket edge, yeah, okay, now okay. we got a fair fight. Okay, okay, okay yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Okay, yeah, okay, okay. Hey, I, I just said don't sleep on 112, but I'm with you on the 112 yeah. jacket edge. I'm with you on that. Yeah, yeah see, that's more of a fair fight. Yeah. But the Jodeci, Jodeci, nah, that's a first-round KO right there, brothers. Hey, man, I love the show, fellas. Appreciate you, Trotsky. Appreciate you, man. He brought it back to the weight class, the Jodeci heavyweight division. Jagged Edge, 112, kind of like the cruiserweight division. Well, that's why I had to pivot really quickly, and that's why I threw uh-huh. out Usher and Jodeci. Yes, now, now Usher, Jodeci, that's now, I, more of a comparison. That's Fury, Tyson Fury. I think Usher wins that one, though. Well, so do I. Yeah, it's you know, not, but I it's close. It's close, sir. It's cl- man, okay. Usher, Usher, legit, no question about mm. it. It's just, mm. it's all preference, really. To be Absolutely. honest with you, there's no doubt. There, there are no wrong answers. It, I it, just, I it, it, it's all your personal. It's preference. all really what you, what you getting into at that moment. Is <laughs> <laughs> it really, really not, what it is? Not for nothing. That's a great comparison, uh, Key. In terms of, it depends on what situation you're about see, to get into. I'm in into. the studio, man. Yeah, I'm in the studio, man. If you're in the studio, you put might that on well, put that on everything. Yeah, you might want to put that. <laughs> we on. all had a lot of situations like yeah, that. Yeah, you get that yeah. phone call. Wait, what? What? I man, put, put that on everything. I put that, you know, works, I put that it, like it on everything. Great. It works great now because like we are always in the studio. So whenever I get bad Yo, news, yeah. I be text like I text my girl. So I'm like, yeah, I'm in the studio, man. All right, we need that drop. Can we get that drop? I'm fine. We have to we have to find. We're gonna work on it. I'm sure it's already in progress right now. They're not working on that drop. That drop's going to happen before the end of this show. Has to. With Alan Yates. Look, you put pressure on Yates like that? That's not pressure on on Smooth Groove. Smooth Groove. That's not pressure on Smooth Slow slow Groove. That He knows how to get that done. What kind of groove is going to be now? Because people looked at the conversation that the general manager of the Brooklyn Nets and the general manager of Miami Heat had during the Las Vegas Summer League, and people wondering what's going to happen. Are he considered favorites for Kevin Durant? Both of you guys have had this discussion, and it's carried over. Keep carrying it over. Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. In terms of Kevin Durant, but I'll throw this question in you, Jay, and you can start first, and Key, you can respond. No matter what he has asked for, and the Brooklyn is trying to accommodate him, what if they can't trade Kevin Durant? So if they can't trade Kevin Durant, then you're looking at Ben Simmons, and you're saying, okay, each team is allowed to have one rookie max extension on their team. So Ben Simmons would be that player for the Brooklyn Nets. If if you are desperate to get Kevin Durant out of there, and then you go back to the drawing board, then that allows you a different bargaining chip because if you trade Ben Simmons away, mm-hmm. then you're able to go after a guy like Bam Adebayo for the Miami Heat, so it allows you to redress that issue. 
Okay. Yeah, I mean, I you're allowed to get. We, yeah, but like you, you also made a a pretty big move to get Ben Simmons That's to be right. partner with Kyrie and KD. So right. it kind of brings back that into play. Okay. Yeah, they look. They're in a a world of mess. No matter how you slice it, you got two players that you acquired two three years ago to come and be the face of your team and win championships. Both of them are unhappy. One based on money. And the other, who knows? Because I don't know why Kevin's unhappy. And I don't know why Kyrie, I mean, I guess Kyrie just wants his money. You now have to be faced with some tough choices and decisions that you got to make. Now, you could start all over again, and you could get a bunch of picks and some players in return for Kevin as well as Kyrie and start all over and put yourself back in a position and use those picks to go get – some more superstars to bring in, and hopefully it'll work out for you. Sorry, Kevin. Yeah, the thing is, that's just such a a large piece of humble pie to swallow, right? For Kevin Durant, or well, for the for the Nets too, because the Nets have the Nets had a young core that they thought they were going to build with for a while. They had Jared Allen, they had Spencer Dinwiddie, they had Karis Levert, they had a lot of great pieces on that team, and then when they made when Kyrie decided to go there, like. Then they made the move to get Kevin Durant. So, mm-hmm. like, you had pieces in play that would do that. And then James Harden, they gave up a lot of assets. True. And they James Harden. Like, and, and KD and Kyrie wanted James Harden there. So, and they wanted Steve Nash. So, they had a lot of pieces. So, a lot of tough decisions. But, I mean, it, it, I, I'm still, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, if I can't get value in return, I'm holding tight. Well, you're not because Rudy but Gobert see, Jay, with Minnesota wrecked saying, the whole thing. But, Jay, okay. You keep saying you're holding tight. Yeah. What is that going to do for you? Well, it allows me to extend my window and see How? some. Because that allows me to take a survey of the league and to see after free agency ends, who goes down in training camp, what, what other moves are being made to happen, and then I can, I can reevaluate. I can re. I, I don't. Uh, I, can, no, I can understand I have to make so the move, you, but I don't have to make the move according and, to your timeline. No, 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 no. You, you know, don't have to do it today, but you got to do it before the season starts. I don't have to do it before the season starts. Okay, so what is that going to do for you then? What do you mean? Are you are you not going to play? Are you going to sit out? Uh, oh, so so you think that if I step on the court because I'm making fifty million dollars, I'm not talking my, about the money though, Key. No, hold on. I know some people do. You but not, you not think us. I'm you think as the caller just said I'm an entitled athlete. So you think <laughs> I'm stepping you, on the you court? Push that narrative on me. That's not what I said. <laughs> no, I said the guy, the no, caller. He said the caller. Okay, okay. He did say the Listen caller. Listen up. So you think because you're paying me, and I'm going to be on the court, that my heart is going to be in it? My body might be on the court, but do you honestly think that my heart's going to be there? I I would bet that Kevin Durant who is a professional who loves the game of basketball, even if his heart isn't all the way there, if he were allowed to be on the court for one year with his road dog, that eventually the best way for them to say, let's get even, is let's hoop. So who's his road dog? I don't have to trade Kyrie Irving either. So you think, okay. So now you're saying that Kyrie is coming back too. I'm and even though we did all of this messing around for the last four months about trade, not trade, not trade, trade, blah, 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 that we said at the end of the season, we want people here that wants to be here. This came out of Sean Marks' mouth. 
This is what he said. Mm-hmm. We need people here that want to be here that can be bought in and do everything we need them to do. So now you want to revisit that again. Jay, it doesn't make sense. I'm just saying, though, Key, if the beginning of the season starts and this deal talk that we've had with the Lakers maybe doesn't pan out, I'm not just – I'm getting a return on the value of the assets I have. And those are very, very incredible I, assets. I, I understand that. So, like, you, it I, is reasonable to think that these two could end up playing together for one more year. It is true. That's reasonable. It's not it, like it's an all, it, 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 It's a lot of things that's reasonable. But you're asking two players to come back after they've been dangled out into the universe as trade bait, and you want them to come back and have their heart in it, even though, even though whether they were the contributing parties or you were the contributing party to all the smear that's been given to their names over the last four months since we've been trying to trade them. Mm-hmm. And I say four months because I go from the – Beginning of it to the start of the season, however many months, three months, whatever it is. Here's something, and, that, here's something that just jumped out to me, what you two are just saying. Because throughout this whole conversation about Kevin Durant, we have not mentioned what are the Brooklyn Nets going to do about Kyrie Irving. Before they can do anything with him or think about doing with him, they're helping to see what's going to happen with Kevin Durant first. Agreed, but he, uh, Kyrie Irving also opted into his deal right. for one year. But usually in a situation like that, okay, if both don't want to be here, these both are, in, these both are tied together. When it comes to Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, you're going to try to move on from both. They're not even thinking about Kyrie Irving right now. It's all about what can we do regarding Kevin Durant, which shows exactly what kind of stroke he has in this organization, more so than Kyrie Irving. And if that's not, if that wasn't made crystal clear before, it's made crystal clear now. Because Kyrie Irving is an afterthought hmm. when it comes to the future of the Brooklyn Nets and what that's going to look like. They're, what are we going to do about Kevin Durant and everybody else that's going to follow along? We're going to continue this conversation in about 20 minutes when Nick Friedel, ESPN, and reporters is going to stop by and say, what is the latest? There is a latest regarding Kevin Durant, and will he or won't he play with the Brooklyn Nets in September? And they can't make a trade. That comes to you in 20 minutes here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance with Jay Williams, Keyshawn Johnson, Freddie Coleman, and for Max Kellerman. Let's go from the future when it comes to Kevin Durant to the future of this team in one division in the NFC. This is ESPN Radio's NFL Two-A-Days, the Minnesota Vikings. With the 32nd pick, the Minnesota Vikings select Lewis Seen, defensive back, Georgia. If there is any player in the NFL who has done the leverage game right, it's Kirk Cousins. To the tune of $231.7 million in career earnings, which will be his by the end of the 2023 season. And he's only had to win one playoff game to earn that mark. We got a little extra USC in the house. You know, Keyshawn Johnson with the USC, Jay Wynn with the Duke. Let's bring in Matt Castle, also played at USC from an NFL quarterback. To join the show right now, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. And, Matt, I'm going to talk about another quarterback by the name of Kirk Cousins. And a lot of people like him, but they've never liked him like him, especially in Minnesota. New head coach. They still have weapons. How much more pressure is on him this year when it comes to Kirk Cousins? Well, I think there's constantly pressure on Kirk Cousins. But that stat of $231 million, I was like, golly. (laughs) I mean, he's making a lot of money. But the big thing for him is, Look, he's one of the more consistent quarterbacks in this league. And when if you're a stat guy, yes, he's got great touchdown-to-interception radio. He throws for a lot of yards every single year. He's got great completion percentage. But 
the one thing that he's got to do is take this team to the next level and start winning games when it when it's important, when it's in January, when you're in playoffs. But the other part of this that Kirk Cousins, a lot of people always just look at him as the focal point, deservedly so, because he's the quarterback of the team. But at the end of the day, when you look at these last few seasons, this de- defense, particularly under Mike Zimmer, has struggled. I mean, the last last year they were dead last in almost every statistical – I mean, not dead last, but in the bottom eight of every statistical category. And the one that really stood out to me was the one in that they were number 32 in the league in terms of allowing points during the last two minutes of games. And when you look at their record, they were 8-9 and nine last year. In eight of those games, they lost by a score or less. And so with that being said, it's not all on Kirk Cousins. But at the end of the day, this team collectively has to play better. You know, you're, you're 100% right, Matt. I talked to the guys earlier this morning about the Kirk Cousins situation. Kirk Cousins is not great. He's, he's okay. And when you have an okay quarterback, you have to have a team on both sides of the ball. The other players have to be great when you have an okay quarterback. When you look at the quarterbacks that are taking their teams – to Super Bowls that are on the Kirk Cousin level, you look at them teams and you go, the rest of those teams, the rest of those players on that team were great. I mean, that's just the reality of it. And given the fact that he made $231 million, or he will have made 231 at the end of 2023, this is why people look at it and say to themselves, Kirk Cousins is just okay. Because when you make that type of money, that puts you at the upper echelon of the quarterbacks in the National Football League that does pretty much everything themselves when they have a subpar team and unit around them. So what do you think, though, uh, Matt, that the the biggest thing that the Vikings need to do to have success this season? Well, I think, one, they got to stay healthy, right? And particularly guys like Daniel Hunter, who was a figurehead. I mean, the, 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 the most pivotal part of their defense that got injured last year. They bring in Zadarius Thomas, so they've got to play better, obviously, on the defensive side of the ball. And then for the offense side of the ball, look, Kevin O'Connell comes in. It's a new offense. There's probably going to be different terminology, which Kirk Cousins is used to because he's had a different coordinator every year since 2017. While it might have been the same system, it's still a different coordinator. You have to get a feel for him. But, I mean, I love their their skills, skill position right now with Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Delvin Cook. Irv Smith Jr. is going to be returning from injury at the tight end position. And so, for them, it's going to be – really starting to understand what they're being asked on the offensive side of the ball. I think that's going to be the biggest adjustment, particularly for Kirk Cousins in a new system with it sounds like new terminology. Look, I've been through it before, and you've probably been through it as well. It's a challenge sometimes to really get over the hump in terms of eliminating the old terminology and even those crossover words and crossover route patterns that now mean something completely different and be able to go out there, understand it, be able to play fast and so that's going to be a big key component and at the end of the day though it's going to come down to how Kirk Cousins plays and how they adapt this offense to these skilled players and if they're able to take advantage of it but I think Kevin O'Connell will do a good job and this different this offense is going to look a lot different than just the outside zone read the hard play action pass I think it's going to have a new modern approach it's going to be a pass happy offense I think they're going to take advantage of their skilled players. Former NFL quarterback Matt Castle joining the show here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Matt, I'm I'm fascinated by this because not having Devontae Adams anymore, as you discuss the Green Bay Packers, you know, people always wonder, well, who who does Aaron Rodgers have? So I need you to put this into perspective for us. 
What kind of season do you think Aaron Rodgers will have this upcoming season? You know, it's interesting. It's still Aaron Rodgers, right? You can't you can't take anything away from the guy's absolutely incredible, one of the best quarterbacks to play our game. And again, when you look at when you lose a guy like Devontae Adams, your number one guy, your wide receiver, which you you know it was, it's just a joy to watch, not only as uh, you know a football fan, but anybody that sees those two work together, the chemistry that they had, it's hard to replace that in one off season. And I know they went out and got another second round pick to go along with. The Marriott of, you know, the Jordy Nelsons of the world, the Greg Jays of the world with Christian Watson. But it's really hard to think that, a, especially a guy coming from a smaller school, I think it was a Division One Division AA school that can get caught up to speed that quickly with with the chemistry with, with Aaron Rodgers. So it's going to have to rely maybe more on a guy like Sammy Watkins to see where he can be and step up again. It's not the same talent level. They got Sammy Watkins. They got Randall Cobb. Alan Lazard's still there. But if they're going to take a step back, what they did do is I like what they did in the draft because they went out and they addressed needs and they went out and got Quay Walker. They got the other Georgia uh, defensive tackle. Right now I'm blanking on his name. But they went and they, they definitely solidified their defensive side of the ball. And therefore, if they do take a step back early on with this offensive unit, in terms of their passing attack, they, they'll hopefully be able to overcome that with good defensive play. Mm. ESPN NFL reporter Jeremy Fowler talked to a bunch of league executives, coaches, and players, and they were able to put together a list of the top ten quarterbacks. One coach who had yeah, Aaron Rodgers number one, and one coach said about Aaron Rodgers that he does not take enough risks late in the game. What do you think about that criticism? I mean, everybody's going to have something to say. You know, you got to nitpick at something. I'd say the, the guy – knows what he wants to do. He, he's been playing this game for a long time at a really high level. He's, I mean, he wins the MVP, it feels like, every other year. And at the end of the day, he's going to put his team in a position to go out and win. The other part about their offense that a lot of people don't talk about is from an offensive line standpoint, they had a ton of injuries, but they're getting some of these guys back. That offensive line is going to be better. Bakhtiari hopefully will be back. They've got a really good running game with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. And Robert Tunyon, their tight end, he's coming back from an ACL this year. So you talk about an offense where you lose your primary target. There's no doubt about that. They're going to feel that. But they're going to get more of their weapons and more power up front to come back and really be – collectively a better unit this year, I feel. Matt, um, I hadn't talked to you in quite some time, but we now are getting ready to go take over the Big Ten country um, in 2024. I love it. I love it. You know, there's been a lot of debate on whether or not we'll be able to do that. What do you think about our move to the Big Ten? Are you kidding me? I mean, when you dominate one conference for so long, it just is. Sometimes it's just you got to get out of get out of that conference and go just dominate another conference. You didn't know, but all seriousness, it'll be an adjustment. I think it'll it'll be an adjustment. Lincoln, Lincoln Riley's done a tremendous job with his recruiting and bringing guys in, but the biggest adjustment I think will be the travel, right? Like going and playing in these cold weather climates late in the year. That you know that the USC Trojans, particularly this team. Uh, hasn't been used to doing. But other than that, I mean, I, I think it'll be a great step up. It'll be good competition. But I think the Trojans, everybody will see. They'll, they'll come to play and they'll show up on, on Saturdays. And sooner or later, we'll get the respect we deserve. Hey, hey Matt, yeah. with, all, with all this new conference realignment, and if that's the way the Big Ten is going to shape out landscape-wise, do you see Ohio State and USC being the biggest rival in the Big Ten? 
moving forward? You know, from a historical standpoint, from a traditional standpoint, I'd say that that definitely would be something that people would look at as a great rivalry, right? Again, it goes back to tradition and all that stuff. And it, it, it'll be interesting to see because once, once you're actually in the conference and you start to establish a little bit more consistency in terms of playing these different opponents, then you'll really start to see the, the rivalries exist. Because I know UCLA is coming, you know, our – and they're, yeah, they're, we're they're putting getting, them. We're putting them in our luggage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. them with we, us. we just brought them along Jeez. in our carry-on, and then we put them on in our carry-on. They'll, they'll come along with us. But <laughs> wow, <laughs> they'll, they'll just keep it going. You know, they, they, we just need to keep somebody. You know that we we normally beat all the time. We'll just bring, bring them along. I know that they've had some good years recently, but you know what? We're just going to bring them with us just to let everybody know, put everybody on notice that that once they see us play UCLA, that, hey, you guys are probably going to be next in that that equation. I'm surprised we didn't hear in the background with Keyshawn Matt. Dun, 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 dun. I'm surprised we didn't hear that music in the background. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> hey, Matt, great stuff, my friend. Can't wait to talk to you again soon and soon. Be well and take care. All right, Matt. Hey, you guys as well. All, All right, have a good one, folks. Yeah, see yeah that interesting question you brought up because UCLA's coming with USC, and I'm sure Michigan fans are like, wait, what about us? But in – Modern football, modern college athletics—that may become the rivalry. In the yeah, we put them in one of our we put them in one of our travel trunks. Bring them with us. <laughs> so I am entitled. Hey, Bill Walton, live one. Yeah, Keyshawn, be right with you in a couple of seconds here. Keyshawn, I am entitled. <laughs> Keyshawn, Jay Will and Max with Jay Williams, Keyshawn Johnson, Freddie coming in for Max Kellerman. Back to the NBA. If KD and Jimmy Butler can't work in Miami. This may be the most important question when it comes to Kevin Durant and his future. That's next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. I am entitled. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bot, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100 times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make PrizePix the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepix.com morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepix.com morning, code morning for a first deposit match up to $100. PrizePix. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. 
From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Now for the young heads, they think that this is Biggie. But all the people like me, we know this is the Isley Brothers. <laughs> Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. With Keyshawn Johnson and Jay Williams, Freddie coming in from Max Kellerman on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, six X and Channel 80, as well as tune in. So Kevin Durant does not want to be between the sheets anymore at the Brooklyn Nets. But is he going to wow. get his wish? See what, what? I did there? See wow. what I did there? Well done. There you go. ESPN NBA reporter Nick Friedel is going to talk about the future involving Kevin Durant inside, outside of Brooklyn. He joins us here on Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. We had this conversation, Nick, and it really got between Keyshawn and Jay Will, in terms of Keyshawn saying the Brooklyn Nets should have been more steadfast and saying, hey, we know you want to be traded, but you, we're not going to trade you. And Keyshawn says it's going to be hard to continue this relationship going forward. Jay Will says no matter what happens, if they decide not to trade Kevin Durant, you got to be professional because you signed the contract, a four-year, one-year, $98 million extension. What are your thoughts about what both of those gentlemen had to say about what's going on now? Well, Freddie, first of all, you're a pro's pro because that's one of the best segues that uh, I've come across between the sheets. <laughs> Appreciate <laughs> that's that. That's why you're the man, Freddie. <laughs> Appreciate the kind words. Thank you. Your checks in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but as far as what Jay and Key are saying, this is where the Nets stand right now in that they believe that if they don't get back exactly what they want, that Kevin has shown – he's never shown to be the guy who's not going to show up. He's going to be professionally and he's going to come to work. And that's why, as I've been here in Vegas the last few days, there are plenty of people out here, guys, who think that this thing is going to stretch for a while and potentially into the season. And the, the real interesting factor here will be whether Kevin at some point says, Hey, I want out. I'm not going to, to come to camp, I, I don't want to go through the motions, I don't want to be here anymore, or whether if it gets to that point, that he'll say, alright, let's play this out, I'd still like to be moved. I will tell you, there is hope internally, and all it is is hope right now, that there's still a couple months in play here, and if they can't get a deal that fits for everybody, that maybe Kevin says, hey, I like New York City, and I, I think this team still could have a chance, and we'll see what happens. So there are so many different layers here. But, Freddie, as far as Jay and Key, I, I'd probably go with Jay in that Kevin has always shown to be a pro. Even when things got bad at the end in Golden State, they got bad at times with the drama surrounding Kyrie last year in Brooklyn. He came to work and put in the time day after day after day. Nick, let, let's go to Kyrie for one quick second. So, you know, you're seeing a lot of stuff out there from – Wendy and, and people reporting that the Lakers, uh, that the Brooklyn Nets wanted two first-round picks for Kyrie and that they weren't willing to do that. So where is the what is the market for Kyrie? And could the Nets find themselves in the same situation with Kyrie that they're kind of in with KD? Jay, this is a multi-million dollar blinking contest right now between the, <laughs> the Lakers and the Nets because it feels like 
feels like that's the only team that has legit interest in the moment. And a lot of that seems to be because LeBron is saying, hey, I've worked with him before. I know we can make it work again. But if you're the Nets, you're saying, I'm not taking back Russell Westbrook. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I like, what's he going to do to help me? So, yeah, I won a couple picks. And if you're Rob Belinka, you say, okay, well, what other team is out there that's going to give you anything that you want? And that's the real issue for Brooklyn in the next couple months. Because right now, guys, they have leverage in both of these uh, cases because of time. But eventually that time could run out. And so what Brooklyn is hoping for is that another team comes into this over the next couple months and says, all right, what will it take to to get Kyrie to us? And that's the part, Jay, that I'm fascinated by, having lived that with the Nets the last few years, or last few months, I should say. I can see Kevin coming back, going through training camp, starting the season. I cannot see Kyrie doing the same and I can't see the Nets wanting that to happen. I think that relationship has run its course. So that's the part. Everybody keeps saying Kevin would have to go first, then Kyrie. I agree with that to this point, though. At some point, not bringing Kyrie back is probably better for all involved when the season gets up and running. And in that case, maybe you would have to move him if you haven't gotten this KD deal finished yet. So... Nick, why go through all of the turmoil, ups and downs with both of these guys if you're not serious about moving them? Why even entertain the request for being traded if you don't get what you're supposed to get? Now, you got to go back to the dance floor and ask for another dance. I, I I just don't understand that premise. Well, right now, Key, I think it's all a negotiating tactic it's positioning in that regard the nets are just hoping they can squeeze out from any number of different teams more and again this is why it's crucial we're in the middle of july we're not starting training camp it's not the the end of september they don't have to get the roster to a a certain point right now and it has always felt like the league kind of goes on vacation after to vegas so this could be on a even more of a lengthy pause. But the reason it hasn't happened instantly is because the Nets aren't getting back what they want, especially from the offers so far for KD. But I don't think that doesn't mean they won't do it. I just think the the messaging right now is we've got time on our side. We're not going to rush into anything. And again, specific to Kevin, there is that hope that, he could turn things around. Guys, let's face it. Sean Marks is out here going, man, i got to trade Kevin Durant. Everything in that organization is centered around Kevin Durant. And so it is a tough, tough pill for everybody to swallow to potentially lose him. But like, this is where it's crucial, whether he comes in at some point here and says, I want out, I'm not playing. And up to this point in his career, he hasn't shown to be that guy who wouldn't show up and do everything he's always done. Well, the one, the one time, the one time he had the opportunity to leave, or two times he had opportunities to leave teams. Guess what he did? He left the teams because he wasn't under contract. Now he happens to be under contract, so I don't understand why they're hoping that he changes his mind on the trade request. But that's just me. What do I know? 
Key, the reason is because he's a generational player. I mean, that the 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 hope is that they can say we will continue to build around you, and we will do everything in our power to still make this work. But Kevin's a human being just like anybody else, and he saw everything that was going on. And as close as he is and was with Kyrie last year, I mean, Jay, we've talked about all the different layers here. I have been told repeatedly that it's just that relationship isn't always as close as it comes across sometimes. So there are a lot of different lanes the Nets can go, and one of them would be, all right, Kevin – Kyrie isn't here anymore. The drama may not be there the same anymore, and we can move forward in a different direction. But this is why this gets really messy. And, guys, even more, this is why there's so little empathy for the Nets across the league. Because when you get into business with stars the way they did and you give them the power that they did, when it implodes like this, this is the kind of stuff that can happen. ESPN NBA reporter Nick Fredell joining us here on Keyshawn J. Will Max. Nick, entertain this for me. So we watched Jenny Buss have tweets about Kobe running the franchise at 2.11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We've seen her come out with an article of Bill Pulaski talking about how she needs to have more autonomy and ownership of her organization and stop letting so many people influence her to a degree. You tell me this. I know LeBron James is saying, hey, I'm not sure I want to extend here if, if that means I can't bring in a guy like Kyrie. But if there's so much up and down within your organization – and it's been a roller coaster ride. With all the reports, if you were Jenny Buss, that you've heard about Kyrie or Irving, even the talks you've had with Brad Stevens, with the Celtics, with you know Cleveland before, now with the Brooklyn Nets, right. why would you want to bring that into your organization? Can you answer that for me or try to reason with me on that? Jay, the only answer is because you are so entirely desperate to win with LeBron still in place that all the other talk is BS. <laughs> Frankly, so you just jeopardize, you roster, throw those two first-round picks out, you just jeopardize the future of your franchise? Because those are really the only two bargaining chips you have for a very, very long time. Absolutely. And I agree with you. I mean, when you're dealing with all the drama they already have in place <laughs> yeah. in the roster construction that we already know isn't very good, uh, the idea that Kyrie, after everything we we've seen, in the last couple of years in Brooklyn, is the answer is just kind of wild. But he's an incredibly talented player still. Uh, the, but this idea that the genie is putting out there, oh, man, you know, the, the chemistry's got to be there and everything. <laughs> I mean, guys, there's not a player in the league who has more baggage right now than Kyrie. So you add hey. Kyrie to what they have in place now, it just shows the desperation that the Lakers are feeling, and I, Jay, I wouldn't put it much stock in the genie's words in that case because if LeBron wants it to happen, eventually you would think that it's probably going to happen at some point. Nick, Jay, you guys are prohibited from talking about the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> the words according to Keyshawn Johnson, despite the gospel of Nick Friedel, ESPN NBA reporter, joining us to bring some kind of clarity if we can find it involving the futures of KD, Kyrie over the Brooklyn Nets and the Lakers. Joining us here, Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max. Oh, it's a pleasure, brother, Nick. We'll talk to you soon, and thanks so much again. All right, Nick. Stay up, man. Always, guys. Talk to you.
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun. Now streaming on Hulu. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max with Keyshawn Johnson, J. Williams, Freddie, coming in from Max Kellerman on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, 6 and Channel 80, as well as tuning in. Keyshawn said that you and Nick Friedel, J. Williams, are forbidden to talk to the Los Angeles Lakers as long as they are where they are, apparently. <laughs> well, yeah. uh, Key, can I take a twist on this? So Ray Allen the other day was talking to some kids at an AAU basketball camp, and he was talking about you know, kids throwing out around the word "goat," the greatest of all time. You know, mm-hmm. and there's so many derivatives off that now. Like, I'm, it's all over the place. But he was like, "Well, is LeBron the greatest shooter of all time from the three point line?" And the kids are like, "No." He's like, "Is he the greatest dribbler of all time?" And the kids are like, "No." And he's like, "Well, is he the greatest free throw shooter of all time?" And the kid was like, "No." He's like, "So how's how the hell is he the goat?" And for me, wow. I kind of I kind of feel like that's uh, I don't know. I I know those numbers weren't high in all those statistical categories. Mm-hmm. But that, that has nothing to do with the GOAT conversation. Seems to petty to me. Does that, Ray Allen. Does it? That, don't they have issue, though? Or no? Oh, yeah. they. Yeah, for some, yeah like, that Celtics-Heat rivalry thing goes deep. But he did win LeBron James a championship. I know. I mean, he's the one that made that three from the corner with the Miami Heat. And so something goes so a that's, lot that's, deeper. Yeah, that's deeper there. A lot deeper. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe there's something there. But look, <laughs> man, as I always say about players, enjoy them. All right, it, it, you can't pit guys against each other, like Michael Jordan said. I, you can't you can't talk about LeBron James and me because we ain't never played against each other. Mm-hmm. We didn't play yeah. the same damn era. So what you got to do is you got to enjoy guys, right, Jay? It's like yeah, that's you. just how it is. You go back to your college days at Duke. Was Kyrie a better basketball player at Duke than you? No. And he only played – well, he probably can't even find his way to the library because he wasn't there long. But <laughs> you, you can't – you cannot compare guys based on the, the, the errors that they play in. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, we always try and do it. Always. Well, that's, just, that's a typical barbershop talk, though. That's, that's, it you know, really is. It really is. And it, it's like it, – and I'm with you, Key, on it. I just, you know, there's room for multiple people to be incredibly great. Sure. Multiple people, yeah. not just one. Yeah. It's the it's whole thing with the with Hall of Famers when they say, well, if he's not a first battle Hall of Famer, what kind of Hall of Famer was he? And I said, that's the dumbest narrative I've ever heard of in my life. You get in a pro football Hall of Famer, any Hall of Famer, you're a Hall of Famer. 
I don't care when it happens. Well, it's like when people like break down tape. Like, who are you? How are you qualified to break down? Because I watch hours, thousands of hours of tape. Right. And there are people <laughs> that do that that never played a day in the NBA. And there are plenty of guys who play in the NBA that can't watch tape. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. My son sent a picture of an empty refrigerator. I know what it means. But pick up the phone and say, hey, man, can you send some money so I can get some groceries? Uh-huh. Not an empty refrigerator looking like a single college student. Uh, Everybody. Uh, do it, baby. Do the hump. Do the hump. Uh, now stop what you're doing because I'm about to ruin. I'm in disguise as I used to. Hey. Jay, you're not qualified. You don't rap. I don't rap. I I'm in play. the shower, though. I feel like I can. I remember I played this record when I worked in Portland, Maine, and the look on people's faces at that time was just priceless. It was just worth to have Digital Underground being played in that market with Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Freddie coming in for Max Kellerman on Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max on ESPN Radio. Um, oh, yeah? I actually saw Digital Underground perform when really? I was in high school. Yeah, yeah, really? high school, yeah. Okay. Yep. Was Pac, that with, all of them. Tupac wasn't there as the backup dancer by that point, right? He was gone by then when you saw him? He was... Yeah, I think he was gone. Yep, he had just left. Okay. Little Shock G in the building. Little, little Shock yeah. G in the building. It's interesting when you get into the debates about players and, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, rappers. Rappers <laughs> and people's careers or your own career. I had somebody the other day try to tell me something about me, Jay. You know what I told him? What? What? You could take every statistical category in professional or collegiate sport, everyone, whatever statistical category you can think of, and my numbers is going to be better than yours. <laughs> <laughs> I am in it. Whatever. Look, why does this whatever you number, smoke a pack of cigarettes, man? Because my voice. I was with Evan last night, and we were in a crowded, loud restaurant, and I was trying to talk. You know, you're trying to talk. Uh, the whole yeah, conversation. trying to be heard. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We've all been so, there. Yeah. Yeah, One you, of those deals. Yeah, you got that smoky Donnie Simpson video I am in going trouble. on there. What? Remember Donnie Simpson video sold back on BET? That's what you sound oh, like yeah, right no, now. Oh, yeah, no, I was talking about the, whatever they just played in my ear. I am oh, entitled. Athlete. Oh, whatever that is. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that is. I'm, I'm staying away from that. Whatever that sounded like is what it sounded like. Take that like. up with management, not us. So, you, yeah. so you, I want you to use that next time somebody try to tell you something on Twitter, Jay. You just tell them, say, you can take any statistical category in my career. And mine are always going to be better than yours. So it doesn't matter. Whatever it is. Whatever, whatever it is. What, whatever it is. It's, it's going to go from whatever it is. It's going to be whatever you warrant. That's what, that's exactly. what he's basically saying. Basically exactly. saying. We, we always keep it real here, but sometimes the not real gets in the way. We bring in James Steele, our producer, to do a little real or not real. And a lot of it is based on what John ja Moran had to say in responding to somebody asked about beating Michael J one-on-one, being Michael Jordan, and it was tongue-in-cheek and all that stuff. So, James Steele, the floor is yours. Hey, James. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Hey. Uh, ja, ja Morant said he James, would, the floor what? is yours. It's Your mine. thoughts? Yeah, my thoughts. Um, I want to know why Evan was trying to sabotage the show today by keeping <laughs> Key out all night, apparently. Man. <laughs> Allegedly. 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 Yeah. Make talk sure about, we talk about hints and allegations. Allegedly. <laughs> we got the drop. Uh, there it is. We there got the drop. I, I told you before the show was going to end, we were going to have that. I told you. Put that on everything. Yates always gets uh, gets credit for the good stuff we do. Are you complaining about what? not getting credit for the now? good stuff we do? Are you feeling Is that what you're turning this into? I'm just making an observation. It's not like a whole Philadelphia Pittsburgh rivalry going on between you and Allen right now. Go, Uh Real or not real? This is. It's coming. <laughs> 
<laughs> this comes off of uh, John Morant saying that he would, quote, cook MJ in one-on-one, right? Right. So we got real or not real. Could beat Michael Jordan one-on-one. First up, John Morant. Could he beat Michael Jordan one-on-one? <laughs> not not touching this. I, I, don't, yeah. I know where he's at. I already said not real, not one. Right? And, uh, were you changing your stance from before? Not real. No, I just said it's possible, but not real. Not real. Next Move up. On. Next up. LeBron James. Yes, real. Real. Not real. No, because, because everybody says real. I'm gonna. You know, I don't like to be a contrarian. I'm gonna be a contrarian here. One on one, I'll take no, my chance with Michael. Big, That's the kind of hard hitting fact we like on this show. Okay. It's not a fact. It's an opinion. It's not it's a. It, I'm based on my opinion, you, not in a fact. It's, so that's where I'm going. Big, if we're gonna play that game, Pat Costello, about based opinions on fact, we don't know this. So that's what you get. So there. Big mm. and powerful. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Before we get to the next one, I text Evan. Yeah. How late did you keep key out last night? What did he say? He said, LOL, forgot we were on West Coast time. <laughs> hey, so that, yo! He did so that, just ex- that explains our show today. So. <laughs> Evan. Explains Key Way to go, Evan. <laughs> All right. Uh, real or not real, could be, could be an MJ one-on-one. Uh, Kyrie Irving. Real. Not real for me. Not real. Not real for me. All right. Real or not real, compete MJ 101. Kevin Durant. Real. Real for me. Real. James, can you pick up the pace, please? Yeah, we need well, to have some pace. I, I forgot to turn on my mic there, so calm down. Real or not real, could be an MJ 101. Steph Curry. Real. What, do you got somewhere else to be? <laughs> yes. <laughs> not real. Not real. Not real? Not real. Real or not real, could be an MJ one-on-one. Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Yeah. LaMelo Ball right now in practice against 59-year-old MJ. LaMelo Ball right now in practice, 59-year-old MJ. Yeah. Yeah, 59-year-old, yeah, he could do that. That's how old he is. What do you mean, stop? Yeah, we're talking about MJ, like MJ, prime MJ. We're not talking about old MJ now. I'm talking about old MJ now, LaMelo Ball, old MJ right now. I take my pill to everybody else. Then it's real with everybody else now. You didn't say that was a parameter beginning. No, no, it's it's a parameter for this one right now. James, I'm sorry, your mic got stuck again. I didn't hear you. We were just wondering if, like, if if Michael Jordan (laughs) stumbled upon LaMelo Ball shooting by himself and challenged him to one-on-one today, who would win? LaMelo would win. He's he's much younger. Yeah, like a shooting contest or one-on-one? One-on-one. LaMelo would win. LaMelo would win. That's not even close. What are you guys talking about? You guys don't play any basketball at all. We saw Michael Jordan cook half of the Bobcats roster in one-on-one. Did you see the Bobcats roster? Touche. Back then? Did you I see mean, that roster? Is the, is the Hornets like roster Bob, that much yeah. better? May alone, okay. Oh, the Hornets roster is much better than the Bobcats roster back then. That's not even over for discussion. Real or, real so or we, not we real. We're talking about the Hornets roster. They have a lot of issues. Let's go. Moving on. Real yeah. or not real. Could beat MJ one-on-one. Jason Tatum. Not, not now, real. but in his prime. Not real. Since I have to qualify These everything. horrible question. Green with Mike Greenberg. We'll play that one on Stop it. For Keyshawn Johnson. Real or not real. Can Jay Will beat Michael Jordan in their prime? Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts 
so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.